Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. This is the beginning of the show. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next four hours. It's when we get started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. I'm being joined by everybody listening all across North America. Everybody on the free Odyssey app. People tuned in on your local affiliate. People rolling down the roads on Sirius XM channel 158. And everybody on a smart speaker. It's a busy Wednesday night. We got some guys returning. We got guys beefing. And of course... As I do every Wednesday night, I'm going to bring you a new top six list. You got to wait two hours for that. But tonight, you know, we always hear about head coaches that'll get the boot. Head coaches will typically always get kicked in the ass. They'll always be told you're you're on the hot seat. Tonight, our top six list. I want to look at some head coaches who deserve some love. I want to look at some head coaches who deserve, uh, you know, a pat on the back. Told that they're doing a good job. Nathaniel Hackett won't be on the list. Sorry. Anyway, if you want to talk to me here at some point over the next four hours, this is what we do. The lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. If you want to talk to me digitally, that even makes sense. I'm at JR Sport Brief on social media. It's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And speaking of chatting and talking, in a few minutes, we're going to open up the show by listening to some individuals who might be talking too much. To the shock of no one, one of those guys happens to be Aaron Rodgers. And maybe to the shock of others, the other guy is is Carl Anthony Towns. Are they doing too much talking? We'll we'll discuss that. Shep, how are you this evening? Got no complaints, JR. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Thank you for asking. Now we don't have to waste any time. We can get right into these two fellows, these two gentlemen, who are just talking way, way too much. In the case of Aaron Rodgers, this, what else is new, right? This is what he's done, especially more frequently in the past few years of his career. As he's gotten older, and this is in most cases, people get older. They feel uh, more free to discuss and say what they want to. 
uh, as, as he's become more of a veteran and an old sage in the league, he can do what he wants. As he has accumulated MVP awards, he can, he can run around and run his yap. Green Bay Packers would be, they'd be at the top of the NFL draft next year if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They were looking to replace the guy. He got upset, and then he won another MVP. And he just keeps on winning, except for in the playoffs. But he's done enough winning for them to hand him over about $50 million per year. And so here we have Aaron Rodgers. No Devontae Adams. New head coach over the past few seasons in LaFleur. And now he's throwing to me and you. His old favorite guy, Randall Cobb, is busted up. His receivers are young. They're not stars. Some of them, if you listen to Aaron Rodgers, they don't even know what the hell they're doing. They're running incorrect routes. They're, they're just doing all types of terrible things. So what does what does Aaron Rodgers, accomplished quarterback, do? Doesn't just privately tell them that, hey, man, you suck. He doesn't say you can do this better. I mean, recently, he pretty much said, hey, man, if my guys can't get the job done, maybe somebody else should take their job. Like, whoa. When the Green Bay Packers were trying to tell you that you you might be uh, time to go out the pasture, you sat around and told everybody you had two shots of tequila. But you want to call out the young guys? And Aaron Rodgers at the same time, he said that his teammates – they should be perfectly fine with the criticism. I don't think it's, it should be a problem to any of those guys uh, to, to hear criticism. Uh, we all hear criticism in our own ways, and we all got to you know, be okay with it and take it in and process it. And if it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. But if it fits, we got we to gotta wear it and improve on those, on those certain things. Well, he starts talking about it. It must have fit. It makes me think about Johnny Cochran with the glove and OJ. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's seemingly sensitive himself. He's been sensitive over criticism all these years. So what is this, the pot calling the kettle black? And I got no problem if he wants to motivate his guys. I got no issue if he wants to push buttons that move the Green Bay Packers towards success. He's running out of time. And regardless of how you feel about the man, he's still their best bet and they're still he's still their best option at winning, quite frankly, anything. He's just been absolutely annoying in the process, whether he was going to retire, the process that he took towards retirement. We're coming back, sitting in the mountains, drinking magical drugs, lying to the media about his his vaccination status, throwing his teammates, the young ones, under the bus, saying that I don't give a damn what people think, but seemingly always responding to it. I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is confused. For years, he's been one of the best quarterbacks to sit down and watch play. Unless it's your team. And he's destroying your team. But he's become quite an irritant. And there's nothing wrong with him motivating his guys. But it is quite curious 
that someone who has openly admitted to being bothered by criticism from his own team, basically holding them up, am I going, am I coming, am I staying, am I leaving, that he's now doing this with young players? He's in the locker room with them. He would know better what can potentially motivate them. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers is taking the approach of, I'm getting my $50 million regardless. I don't give a damn who catches the ball as long as one of y'all do it. I think at this stage of his career, that's what he's shown to be. Someone who's very much into himself, wants to succeed as a team, but he's been around long and he doesn't give a damn anymore. Is that going to lead the Packers towards success? Eh, Probably not. I don't think they're going to have massive success this season. At all. Ain't have none last year with Adams. What are we supposed to do? Expect to turn around in midseason? I saw a rumor. I saw a report today that they were going to bring in A.J. Green. When's the last time A.J. Green has been a, a, a superstar? Well, we, he was back in Cincinnati. Pat these guys on the back and encourage them in the locker room. But Aaron Rodgers, he speaks once a week with Pat McAfee. He talks to the media multiple times a week, and we just might as well be used to him speaking at this point in time. Calling out your teammates in public? I think it would work if you get better results, and maybe somebody will emerge. But I don't think you just bake them in the oven. It takes time and offseason and guys with superior talent. I don't think the Green Bay Packers have it. And he's not the only guy in the world of sports right now who just feels compelled to say the first thing that comes to his mind. It was rather surprising a couple of days ago where Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, we went from the NFL to the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns, who's one of the best offensive big men in the NBA, he wouldn't know defense if it hit him in the face. But he's established. He's a multiple-time all-star, hasn't had the world of success. He's good at being good. He's not good at delivering a team to being a winner by himself. And so they draft another young superstar who they hope can eventually help lead the way there. They bring in Anthony Edwards. This man just turned 21 years old. He's already a lethal scorer in the NBA. He's one of the most athletic guys in the NBA. He's from right here in Georgia, and he can seemingly do whatever he wants on a basketball court. It's it's freakish to think about what he'll do in a few years. Now, having said that, he's still 21. This man just had a year in college, and boom, he's in the NBA. Big money, big opportunity, big lights, big attention. He's been anointed as one of the next big things in the NBA. But after a couple of games this weekend, a back-to-back set, one, a win over Oklahoma City, Carl Anthony Towns uh, was able to look at his teammate, Anthony Edwards, score 30 points. The very next night against San Antonio, he was crap. He only had nine points on three of 15 shooting. 
He was one of eight from deep. It makes you say, well, are you that tired? Sure, the NBA's cut down on back-to-backs, but that's a massive drop-off. He can score 30 points every night if he wanted to, if he wanted to be selfish. But to go from 30 points to, to 9 points on 3 of 15 shooting? If you've watched basketball long enough, if you've played basketball, you know that a lot of those attempts, when you start doing that, it's, it's like you're lazy. It's like you're tired. You don't want to go to the basket for easy buckets. You just want to jack up a shot. And longer shots, obviously, you'll have a, a smaller chance of, of converting. Your shooting percentage is going to go down. And so Carl Anthony Towns, he was asked after the game about why and what's going on with Anthony Edwards that he stinks in these back-to-backs. And he didn't offer him up words of encouragement. He didn't say, oh, man, I, I need to just try to help him out on, on rest and recovery. He took it a step further. Listen to this criticism. Ant was just telling us that he puts a lot of this on him and he's got to be better in back-to-backs, that he has not done that so far. Can you help him through that? Or just is that a young player trying to figure out what to do in this league and how to, how to answer the bell two nights in a row? I mean, like I, you know, I, I, maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, you know, diet and everything. So that'll be on me. Um, I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes. That doesn't make me happy to hear, you know, we're high-level athletes, so. Oh, wow. That I don't ever, I, I don't ever recall anyone saying that about a teammate. Well, basically, yeah, he's young, but he's, he eats like a fat ass. A high-level athlete, he's eating Popeyes. He's 21 years old, he eats the Popeyes and, and the grease sits in the system and he sweats it out, I guess. I don't know. He could have easily stopped there and said, yeah, I can work with him on rest and recovery. Yeah, but when he starts talking about Popeyes, that's, that's garbage. If I was Anthony Edwards, I'd be a little ticked off about that. Yeah, I joke about eating my Popeyes, but why are you why are you putting my front street or my business out on front street for people to come through and now insult me? Do, am I sitting here talking about your defense? Basically a turnstile. Like, I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with, with criticism. I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with coming through and you know, calling out your teammates, with being honest and telling the truth and motivating them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Unless... Unless you're not a leader yourself. That's the thing. You know what? If, if Tim Duncan, who obviously is no longer playing, if Tim Duncan wanted to call out a teammate for his habits, I think at the end of the day, everybody would go, whoa. That's Tim Duncan who said it. This man shows up to work. He gives everybody the business. He goes home. This is real serious if he's doing that. At the same time, he probably wouldn't do it publicly. Like, I don't know what these guys are, are trying to prove or trying to motivate. It seems that you can go out there and, and create and cause more friction. Carl Anthony Towns isn't winning anything 
without Anthony Edwards. Now, in the future, they can bring in a Russell. They, they can add whoever they want. They can pull Rudy Gobert and add five Rudy Gobert's. Carl Anthony Towns is without fault himself. Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, God knows. He hasn't had a microphone in front of him that he hasn't wanted to shout or yell into. So there's nothing wrong with criticism. I don't think there's anything wrong with public criticism of a teammate. But what does your own house look like before you go trying to kick down somebody else's? A year or two ago, Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, they selected my my replacement. Oh, man, that night I had to go have a drink. Oh, he came back, God bless him, and MVPs. Okay, fine. But now all he does is it seem to be more of a distraction. And sure, if you're a professional athlete and you can't cut it because your teammate called you out, that's probably not what you need. But it just stinks when you got to hear somebody running their mouth and running their mouth and running their mouth. And they're a problem themselves. Somebody needs to take a microphone permanently away from Aaron Rodgers. In the case of Carl Anthony Towns, I, I think I think he's probably learned his lesson here as well, and maybe not. For the past couple of seasons, he's been he's been known to say something crazy here or there as well. Like I remember that one time he criticized and mocked Russell Westbrook on the court. Well, you might have a good reason to, but who the hell are you, and what have you accomplished? that you can mock him. He's going into the Hall of Fame, regardless of how anybody feels about him. He's accomplished way more than you have ever done in your career. Criticism. Everybody's up for it. Criticism. It's a part of team sports. Motivation. Damn it, it's a part of sports. It's part of life. But it's a very simple phrase, a very simple saying. Don't throw stones If you live in a glass house. Aaron Rodgers has been sitting in that glass house looking out at everybody for a while with a microphone. Carl Anthony Towns. There's not even enough people on his block to care. That's how irrelevant the Timberwolves have been as an overall. And I don't care what version of the playoffs they get into. Be careful what you say. Just make sure it doesn't bite you back in the ass. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, I'm going to ask Shep. I want to get his thoughts on this. And then speaking of uh, someone who just talks and talks and talks some more, Russell Wilson. Yeah, he missed his last game against the Jets. He's back. He'll be playing in London. We'll tell you about it on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) 
JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Right before we went to break, I told you about Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and Aaron Rodgers, obviously, of the Green Bay Packers. You know, just over the past few days, and in the case of Aaron Rodgers, both have had no issue calling out their teammates. Carl Anthony Towns talking about the eating habits of of shooting guard Anthony Edwards, a little too much on the Popeyes, and then Aaron Rodgers just continues to, you know, kind of push and nudge his wide receivers. It's like, hey, if you're not playing well, the next guy should take your job. Well, obviously, it's a tough gig. Is it helping? Is it hurting? Is it annoying? There comes a point in time where you're nothing wrong with public criticism. I think especially in a team sport, but not incessantly, not like Aaron Rodgers. Like we get it. You got a new team. You got a new squad. He will always be looked upon to provide a quote, to provide some type of answer. What is he going to say at the end of the year if they still stink? He says he believes they can still turn things around. Well, what happens at the end of the year? Is he going to start saying we need new players? Is he just going to be that much of a jerk? What, is he going to go the, the James Harden route? 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Another quarterback who's kind of entered into the space of, what the hell is he saying? That's, that's Russell Wilson. By the way, he is going to return this upcoming Sunday in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how he announced it was just in the most Russell Wilson-esque way possible. I'll allow you to hear that momentarily. Uh, Let's hit the phone lines. Dalton is calling from Topeka, Kansas. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Dalton? Hey, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm excellent. What's on your mind? Uh, Oh, hold on one second. Let me take my keys out the ignition. Uh, my whatever bad. you whatever you're doing, be safe. But go ahead. Uh, I know I called you earlier. I know that you remember me for a few weeks ago when I called and I was absolutely upset by the play calling the Bengals had. Uh, I I, I don't. But go ahead. Uh, well, you told me that I sounded like a whip puppy after I got off the call. But either which way, now what? I'm asking you, what is your opinion of the Bengals now? Now that the Zach Taylor actually seems like he wants to throw the ball downfield and after the 500-yard, four-touchdown appearance of Joe Burrow, I want to know what do you think that the Bengals are going to do? And also, sir, I also want to know if you think what Justin Fields did this Monday is going to be able to be something that he redoes? Like, Well, the answer, the answer is no on fields. There's a lot of progression that needs to take place, and it's not going to change my mind over what we see against the, the New England Patriots. I think he needs – I said this on Monday night after the game when we were here on air. He needs to become more accurate of a passer. And, and sure, that's something that's said a lot of, of quarterbacks who are, are very mobile. He happens to be one of them. He misses too many receivers in too many ways. And can he grow out of that? Yeah, sure. 
but I don't think it's something that takes place in the course of the season. So I think what we see with Justin Fields right now is what we get. And for the first part of your question, I actually had a chance uh, last week in New Orleans to see Joe Burrow play against the New Orleans Saints. You know, the Saints have tons of problems and tons of issues themselves. And then even this past uh, Sunday against uh, the Falcons, man, they, they, they're playing short cornerbacks. Like, they got, they got cornerbacks that they have basically now found off of the street due to injury. And so I expect the Bengals to, quote-unquote, be good this season. I expect them to be okay. Man, it wouldn't surprise me or shock me if they won the AFC North. It's basically a two-team race between they and the Ravens. The Ravens always finding some way to kind of keep a game close or maybe choke it away at the end. And so I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals went back to the playoffs. I would be surprised if they went back to the Super Bowl, especially if Joe Burrow is going to continue to be sacked. I think he's been sacked 24 times this year or 27. He's in that range with Matt Ryan. And if Joe Burrow is going to be a pinata, I'm sorry, that's, that's not going to work out every single season. Tommy is calling from Milwaukee. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tommy? Hey, what's going on, my friend? What's up? Long time, a first time. Say, Aaron Rodgers, we here in Wisconsin, we love Aaron Rodgers. We worship the ground he's walked on. However, at some point in time, we're kind of like, you know, things aren't really going the way they should for this guy. But yet, he's an idol. So so tell me, at what point does an idol, do fans turn their back on an idol and go, you know what, you need to shut up and play or get out? Well, we know he, he's he's not getting out when you have $150 million committed to him. I, I would think, and I, I've started to feel that I've heard the opposite. Like, there are a lot of fans who appreciate him for what he's done. But correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't most fans in Wisconsin in general kind of over him talking and saying something every week and twice a week? Aren't people over that? Yes. They are, because here's the reason why. We want to see it on the field. We have three MVPs with the guy, right? But we've got, we haven't had a Super Bowl recently. So we're looking at, at the fact that, you know, you could talk the talk, but, dude, come on, walk the walk, please, please. Yeah, there's certainly been an adjustment as his career has continued on uh, in Green Bay. Hey, Shep, what do you think about about him just, continuing to opine about his own teammates. I just think it's a horrible look. I think as an individual that has never had a reputation, uh, he's had guys like Jennings and Driver call him out in the media for decades now, and this doesn't do him any favors. And the reality is he has had to compete in the shadow of Tom Brady since he has been in the NFL, which was 2004. Um, it just shows poor class. It shows poor character. And it's to me, it's totally absolving himself and trying to put the onus of lack of, I would say, lack of greatness on his teammates. And I think ultimately it's going to just end up them resenting him. Yeah, definitely. You know, it lets you know where he, he feels that he sits. That's why I say it's almost like he's in a glass house and he's throwing stones. And it's like, man, how do you garner respect from your teammates? So you're just going to garner it because you're, you're Aaron Rodgers, because you run around with, with four MVPs and – Nobody could take anything away from his talent. Nobody can take away from what he has accomplished. Uh, we can all be critical about what has not taken place with the Green Bay Packers. You can say it's because he didn't get the help. 
you can say that he he has also himself a shrunk in in, in large moments and he seemingly's but become very careful he gets very careful and he's not as aggressive when they get into the postseason I mean we see this a lot Kirk Cousins is known for this in just a general sense he doesn't have to be in a playoff game and if he's like this right now the Packers are three and four we know Devontae Adams isn't there Donald Driver and Greg Jennings Randall Cobb is old and also hurt and injured at this point in time and Jordy Nelson is not running around out there what are you going to do if you're now making 50 million dollars and the Green Bay Packers continue to stink are are, are we just going to make this uh, a novella? Are we making this a soap opera for the entirety of the season? I mean, damn it, at least uh, LeBron James, who, by the way, is playing right now for the Los Angeles Lakers, a close one uh, between them and the Nuggets, about 18-19, Nuggets have 19. We know eventually something will change with the Lakers. NFL isn't the NBA. There are no guarantees that we're going to wake up and all of a sudden they have they have acquired some game-changing wide receiver who will allow them to open up the offense. That's not to say that some guy on the team won't be unleashed. I think what's bad is for Aaron Rodgers to just openly provide commentary on it every week. You know what? As, as much as the guy, he is also a pain in the ass. Would Russell Wilson say something like that? No. But what about Tom Brady? I don't think I've ever heard Tom Brady just go on and on and on about this. And trust me, he's had plenty of opportunities. He didn't throw to Randy Moss his entire career. Like, this is, it's unnecessary. It really is. Let's see how it goes. The Packers stink at the end. We might as well get used to more Aaron Rodgers. He should go ahead and instead of hopping on Pat McAfee's show, he should just start his own blog. This Draymond Green style. Well, it is it is the it is the Aaron Rodgers show because Pat McAfee does whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do in terms of where the conversation goes. You and I both know that. I was talking yeah. about this with Marco Jr. Like like you talk about the ultimate yes man. Pat McAfee is Aaron Rodgers' yes man. Oh, he's he's carrying his water, or he's giving him the platform. Both, right? But he's doing absolutely. There's nothing Aaron Rodgers can say on that show that's not Don Rickles' quality humor and also the most insightful thing since maybe the Old Testament. That's the way they interact with Aaron Rodgers on that show. He's a god when he goes and enters that show every single time. There's nothing he can say or do that's wrong in their eyes. Well, he's he's certainly gold. And so, hey, why go out there and, and, and kill the golden goose? I can understand it from that perspective. And for all of that, this is my point. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need Pat McAfee to hop on and do that. Aaron Rodgers can just, he can go live and do a podcast after the game like he's Draymond Green. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. Hey, Marco, you, you sick of Aaron Rodgers too? You want him to do a show? What, what do you think about this, Marco? It'd be nice if he actually stepped up in a big-time performance as opposed to running his mouth constantly. I, I would think in that locker room, I think they're, they know how good he is and they can't win without him, so they can't say anything because he's still at that level. But it's got to get tiresome after a while where it's like, look, we get it, all right? You're Aaron Rodgers. Tremendous. Can we do it on the field instead of doing it in all these other interview settings? 
Yeah, there comes a point in time where there's nothing but a a massive eye roll. And I I think he has uh, put together a stretch of years now where everything he says is a massive eye roll. And I don't know, but if it continues like this in Green Bay, are we going to see Green Bay going, damn, we gave this guy $50 million? Can you please quit? Can you please go away? It's a wild situation. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll hear from Russell Wilson on his return when we come back on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, first off, for making my drive from the south side of Atlanta to the north side every night bearable. I always enjoy listening to you, man. Intellectual and introspective. I appreciate you. I just started listening to you about six months ago. Man, I love your show. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and him criticizing his teammates. You just heard him doing the news flash with Marco Belletti. He's just like, oh, I'm just telling the truth. I'm doing what I think is in the best interest of the team. And in short, that's fine. And you know what? He shouldn't care what anybody on the outside says. He shouldn't. He's in the locker room. I'm not. You're not in the locker room. I just know it's, it's tiring to hear. There's more than one way, quote-unquote, to skin a cat. My apologies to people who are, are part of PETA. But the way that he's going about it, is it the best? Do you have to be an annoying pain in the ass? Probably not, but that's his route. That's his MO. That's what he's doing. And, I mean, you can look at a lot of relationships that he has had throughout the course of the NFL Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of his his personal issues have become public as well. It's like people get sick of him quickly. Speaking of getting sick of somebody quickly. Uh Uh-oh. It's coming. It is. This is the new quarterback for the Denver Broncos. It's Russell Wilson. If you thought that he was only going to be gone for, I don't know, a couple of weeks or or what may you say, he's back. He's going to be back this Sunday. After missing only one game against the New York Jets, of which the New York Jets won, it's like every game the New York Jets get a backup quarterback, but I digress. Russell Wilson running around playing with a busted-up shoulder, running around playing on a busted-up hammy, he'll be back. And they're going to be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, they being the Broncos, in London. And so they've already made it out to the U.K., Russell Wilson was on the plane, and he wanted to let everybody know that, yeah, while everybody slept, he was doing this. Listen. I don't really get jet lag too often. You know, I don't, I don't really, um, you know, I've traveled enough to, to get, you know, kind of get my system down. But, uh, yeah, for me, I was on the plane the first two hours. I was, uh, 
uh, first two hours, about eight, what was it, eight hours flight here? That's, that's the first two hours I was watching the film, get, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else, you know, making sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours, the, the last hour of that, I, I watched, uh, I fell asleep for one hour, and I watched the film the rest. Okay. I tweeted out earlier today. I said, so, yeah, well, uh, you know, while he was doing high knees in the aisle of the plane, you know, at, at what point did he save a baby from a burning building? You know, when did he walk an old lady across the street? Did, did he do all of that on the plane as well? And so, yeah, Russell Wilson is back. And not only did it stop there, he says he's excited to be back playing football. Of course he is. I feel great, uh, ready, to, ready to roll. Um, you know, I'm super locked in and ready to uh, hopefully get a big win in, in London. Obviously, uh, this would be a, a, a key game for us. It's a really good football team we're playing. Uh, I think both of our records don't necessarily represent who we are. And uh, so I think that um, there's going to be a lot of great football. <laughs> did I miss something? Hey, Shep, they're playing Jacksonville, right? You've been high on Jacksonville in all fairness this season. You've been, you've been warning, you ha- that's been one of your uh, dark horses this year. No, no, it hasn't. Well, in terms of taking the big leap from where they were previously, I know you're high on Peterson. Oh, yeah, no, being a respectable football team. <laughs> right led by a decent coach. I wouldn't call what Russell Wilson said about Jacksonville. Like, oh, my God, this is – yeah, it might be a good game. Why? Because they're equally as bad. We got two two and 2-5 teams going at it. But yeah, it's, you're on equal footing. There is a big difference in coaching. You admit that, right? Oh, my God. Okay, it's well, night and day, yes. You know, well, one guy won a Super Bowl. The other guy, they're talking about he might be fired in, in the next few days. Yeah, it might be a Jim Tom Sula act. He might be here today and, and, and gone tomorrow. Yeah, things are not looking good for uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, outside of the, the rumors that he might get fired, and that would, that would suck. Nobody wants to get on a plane and come back to America without your job, which is awful. Uh, and then even outside of that, it's, uh, it's just not a good scenario in, in Denver right now. They want to... Look at guys like Chubb and Judy and teams are calling them for trades. And, and then you got Russell Wilson reminding everybody, yeah, I, I, I work harder than everybody. I'm, I'm trying to get my legs together. Yeah, I'm, I'm working out. Everybody, everybody is asleep, and I'm working out. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about two different types of leaders here, right? You got Aaron Rodgers, who's just a pain in the ass. And then you have Russell Wilson here, who's like goody two-shoes helping old ladies across the street and, you know, he's snatching babies out of a burning building. At, at nighttime, he puts on a cape and he's fighting the Joker. He's just, he's all over the place doing it all. 855-212-4CBS. Adam is calling from Toronto. Hey, JR, can you hear me okay? I can, Adam. Go ahead. Okay, man. Uh, first of all, I don't know. Before I get to my Aaron Rodgers point, I don't know what happened to Russell Wilson, man. He's got to be – he's just become so unlikable. He's so corny. You know, I couldn't imagine getting on a flight to London, which I know no NFL player wants to do. And there's you're trying to get a good sleep, and, and Russell Wilson's in the in the middle of the aisle doing stretches and high knees. Like, man, it, he's just become so corny and unlikable. But Aaron Rodgers, man, I mean, I was okay when he uh, criticized Matt LaFleur's offense last week, saying it needs to just be – 
you know, a little simpler, a little dumbed down. But, you know, when, when you don't show up to OTAs and training camp and, and you're criticizing these young guys on your team, which, I mean, it's cool if you're Tom Brady and you're putting up Tom Brady numbers this year. And But, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't – like, how many games has this guy thrown over 200 yards this season? Like, he's not putting up any numbers. He's not playing any better than his teammates. And, you know, just to come out and – criticize his teammates like that you know it's just it's it's not going to help anyone and you know especially coming up against a big game against buffalo you know and he's talking about oh maybe this is the best thing for us you know maybe we can expose them you know i'm not i'm a bills fan and this is i'm not just saying this because i'm a bills fan i hope the bills wipe them by 40 this week you know just just so i want to see what what he says next week you know what what's the next what's the next step aaron you know if that's not going to humble you like i don't know what will man um that's all I got to say, Jr. Always appreciate taking my call, man. I'm uh, looking forward to that top six list later tonight, Mac. Well, thank you, Adam, for calling from Toronto. We're going to deliver you that top six list in about an hour's time. We're going to take a look at at some head coaches in the NFL. Well, six head coaches in the NFL who deserve a lot of love and deserve a lot of credit. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as Adam did in burying the performance of Aaron Rodgers this year. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the game. If you had to tell me, hey, man, which one do you want? Go ahead, pick one. I don't think anybody would draw Aaron Rodgers and necessarily complain if you're strictly looking at his talent. But I will agree with you on on what you said. He has admitted he can play better. And that's one of the things that his former teammate Greg Jennings called him out on. Greg Jennings recently said, Hey, that's wrong, man. You can do better. Granted, he was a younger player. His status and stature in the league was different. He wasn't going to, like, destroy Greg Jennings. He wasn't going to come out and, and talk crap about Donald Driver. And sure, these were better talents. But you, you shouldn't now in your older age, NFL age, 38 years old. He's going to turn 39 years old in a little more than a month. Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden shouldn't be out here and just say, hey, I'm a jerk, accept it. Be a decent teammate. I think you can find other ways to motivate your guys. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back from break, you'll hear what Greg Jennings had to say. And then also, I want to update you on a team that's not doing talking. They're all action. It's the Eagles. Don't move here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 